So here we go, everybody. Welcome to the Kings of Anglia Track the Girls Talk podcast. I'm your host, as ever, Roscoe. I'm joined by my co-host and town woman skipper, Blue Wilson. Of course, we are proudly sponsored by John Fowler Solicitors. Big up, Michael Kennedy. And, um, well, he's a, he's a special guest this week, and he's the man laughing in the background. Also joined <laughs> by another special guest, town goalkeeper, Sarah Quantrill. Always a pleasure to have you on. Um, we going to start off with Blue first. How's things? Have you warmed up since the freezing cold afternoon in Cheltenham slash Bristol? Because it wasn't in Cheltenham, it was it in Bristol. It was in Bristol, yeah. 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 They just thought, oh yeah, let's make them travel a little bit longer. Um, yeah. I have warmed up. I have warmed up. I'm currently in my office and it's hot in here actually. Radiators are on full blast and I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm taking full advantage. Um, I'm going back home tonight and the house is empty and the heating's been off. So it's going to be a, a cold one, I think. But I've recovered... A little bit tired this morning, but um, I'm sure we all are. Um, but glad I made the trip because it was a good one. It was indeed. Um, yeah, we've not just got one guest. We've got two guests. I'm going to first mm. go over to Sarah Quantrill, the queen of the clean sheets. Sarah, <laughs> welcome back to the show. It's been a while. It's been a year. We, we were looking back in the green room. It's been a year. You were f- our first ever like proper, proper guest in the studio. So welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's an honour to be back. Like it, I like That's it. That's um, here. Good, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, and of course, we're gonna we're gonna delve in deep in that that whole year that's been Sarah since you've been on. A lot's happened um, on and off the pitch. Um, but then, of course, the final guest this week is the man who's sort of helping this podcast <laughs> record every week by sponsoring it. Um, Michael Kennedy, always a pleasure, my friend. Also, um, is it Kit Travel sponsor? As well, and you, you explain. But well, travel partner, I think, is the uh, in the contract, mate. <laughs> very nice, very nice. How are you, my friend? You good? Yeah, all good. I've actually just about warmed up after uh, Cheltenham slash Bristol. Easily the coldest I've ever been at a football game. Easily. Yeah, since since by the way, I don't know if it's been where you guys live, like in in Kesgrave and Suffolk, where I live. It, it's it's been hot today. Like it's the been temperatures, warm. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's isn't it? So warm. It's weird. Like you think when we were on the coach traveling down to Bristol in Cheltenham, there was snow. So that's probably why we know the game was never going to be on in Cheltenham because it was there was snow everywhere. It was like winter wonderland. It was my worst nightmare. If you heard last <laughs> week, I like the look of snow. But it just looks, yeah, it doesn't look, it look horrendous. But there we go. Um, we've got a jam packed show, of course. Um, the final game of 2022, which ended in a 2 0 win at Cheltenham. We've got a nice 10 questions feature. Of course, this week we've got two of them. Um, so nice mixed questions. And of course, we're going to sum up 2022 in our own words from myself, from Blue to Sarah and Michael. Um, Blue, let's have a little catch up with Sarah because, yeah, it's been a year since she's been on. A lot has happened since then. Um, Sarah, I'm just going to flash back to the Southampton game. What you know, we, we watched the World Cup final on on the coach home penalty mm-hmm. shootout, and you know Martinez in goal made a lot of saves. But for me, I just had flashbacks of your performance. Um, how do you remember that? Oh, it was a good game, wasn't it? Um, to beat our rivals on penalties and knock them out of the cup was a pretty good feeling. I think you saw everyone's reaction afterwards. Everyone was just buzzing. And yeah, to save the penalties to help us win it was even better. And um, I'm sure you would have been asked this question before. Have you ever been in a penalty shootout before or at that stage of a competition? Um, no, I think that's probably the first time I've been in one that actually like means anything. Um, I had a lot of pressure on it. But we've done our research, so we were ready for it. 
which helps. Did you did you write down on the bottle, or did you just remember the research? I can't I can't remember how it worked. Or actually, wasn't it that all the players got subbed off? You yeah. the research on. <laughs> so Jack done the research on like where the penalty takers go. So I thought, oh, I'll never remember. So I'll just write it down on a bit of paper and stick it to my bottle. But I remember as like extra time was going on, the game was going through, these players were getting subbed off. So when the whistle went for penalties, I looked at the bottle and I think there was only like one or two of the players left on. I was, oh no, like now it's just time to like luck. Now it's instinct. Instinct, Sarah, instinct. not luck. Like, I'll take instinct. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Yeah, what a day. Um, Michael, as a sponsor slash supporter, like, that was a great day. And I know you're, you, you you love your goalkeeping as well, goalkeeper union, all that. I'm sure that must have been a great day, you know, as well, seeing Sarah make those saves. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I'll stood over in the corner with Theo by the clubhouse and that save got made. Theo will attest to this. I jumped, celebrated, screamed, and immediately pulled my groin upon landing. So, not like it was a mix, but so happy we got through. And then, yeah, it was just as a as a fan and as a then sort of fledgling sponsor, mate. It was just unbelievable, unbelievable. Awesome. And for the listeners, Theo Bennyworth, he's the head of sales, academy sales, academy sales, and uh, yeah, just awesome all round good bloke. <laughs> Yes, good, good bloke. And Lovely if you are listening, Theo, hope you're doing well. He's, I know he's been in Argentina um, mm. recently, so I'm sure, I'm sure his wife and all his wife's family are loving currently because of the World Cup win. Um, but yeah, there we go then. Well, let's um, let's jump right into the Cheltenham game then. A nice weekend as a whole, a nice little hotel uh, trip for us all. Um, very cold, of course. Um, but Blue, hard fought win, two 0 win. Boz got the goal that she sort of got last week, but we, we all knew it hit the defender's header and went in. But this week, actually go in, and of course, Anna Gray with eight for the season to make it 2-0, but a hard-fought win. Yeah, very much so. Um, conditions bad, obviously, for both teams. Um, I remember Bonnie came off and she said she was like, I think that was the coldest I've ever been in a football match. And that's saying something because I think Bonnie's played a lot of football. Um, so that's how cold it was. I think it was a mixture of the rain and the wind and it was constant. Um, I, I don't know how you dealt with it, Sarah. I was so cold. I couldn't even feel my fingers a second half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not ideal coming for your goalkeeper, but you still made some great saves. <laughs> Thanks. I changed my gloves at half time because the girls were like, oh, have you got dry ones? Like, yeah, these are dry ones. They were like, oh, like, that's quite clever. And I was like, well, it is like nearly 30 years of experience. I've learned the half way. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, do you do you often have like multiple changes of goalie gloves do you have different ones for warm-ups and during a game and stuff it just depends on and maybe yeah. even just pick different soft pitches like grass slash like 3g's and stuff i just got like two or three pairs in my bag so if it is yeah. wet then i can wear one for the warm-up one for the first nice. half and then one for the second half because obviously once they get wet you get cold hands and then it's hard to grip the ball as well yeah. but i'll normally yeah. wear them for games and then after they start wearing up then i'll wear them for training that's good and um, as a no, right, as well, because he's the one that bought me them for the season, so give him there. There we go. Thanks. Yeah. Big up, MK, big up, MK. And uh, and Sarah, like, as Blue said, you know, it was a very cold afternoon. And like, for some players, I know they, they must have been freezing, but they at least had a chance to run around as a goalie. I know you had you had a few moments where you had to make a few saves, which we'll get into later. But how do you keep yourself warm? Do you just, have, well, I mean, you can't really because it's freezing, but do you try as much as you can? I just try and like do some side steps, do some jogging on the spot and just trying to keep moving. And I think the more you think about it, the worse it is. So I just try not to think about the fact that I'm actually cold. And 
it's not too bad. No. Um, luckily, this 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 game, you did have a few moments where you had to actually make some saves because if it was like previous week against Portishead, you didn't have to do anything. Um, but luckily, there was a few saves you had to make. Um, Michael, as a supporter in the grounds, um, there was no clubhouse, so you couldn't get a tea, couldn't go inside just to warm up, which is a bit of a shame, but it is what it is. But yeah, how cold was it? Slash your thoughts on the win? Um, I mean, to be fair, looking at the league table, Cheltenham were, I, I would, well, my feeling is that they are da- they're a dangerous side. They're going to take points off teams above them. It's, I felt that they were very gritty, weren't willing to sort of, you know, accept that, you know, Ipswich had finished third in the league the uh, year before. <clears throat> I mean, even uh, the conditions were just so against, I mean, I spoke to Tash after and she said dribbling was just unbelievably difficult because just the surface water that was starting to build up. But yeah, I mean, you, I was absolutely frozen. I mean, I was tempted to do a Kieran and go sit on the coach afterwards, but also, or even during, you know, at halftime he disappeared, said, I'll come back and didn't. But, you know, it's solidarity. I was there with EK's dad, you know, bless up Chris from minute one to minute 90. But yeah, I, any exposed like skin on me was just absolutely numb by the end of it. So hands, face, just needn't have been there couldn't feel them and uh yeah ek's mum good old tracy king she was there as well she was like trying to she said her feet were just gone they were just gone she was dancing around making sure to keep warm so a big shout out to all supporters who went i know there's a few that went on the the mini bus so well done to you all to go down the Cheltenham. um blue as michael said the conditions um of course was for both sides it wasn't just for us it was also for Cheltenham, but a team that had just been newly promoted, I thought they played pretty well against us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like Michael said, I think they were three points behind us. Um, so if they'd won that game, there was a big sort of shift where they become level on points with us. So it was a big game. Um, but first half, I thought we started really quick, um, especially with Boz's goal. Uh, I don't know whether she meant that. But as, as it was coming in, actually, I said on the bench, I was like, Oh, that's a good ball, as it was in the air, and then suddenly it's in the back of the net. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was a good ball. Um, so, yeah, fair play to Boz. She can have that one. Um, and then first half, yeah, I just thought we should have scored a few more, actually. We had a few chances where I'm a bit like, oh, if we'd just taken less touches or shifted the ball there or got our shot off away quicker, um, it could have been a few more and it would have been a bit more comfortable uh, hadn't we take those chances. But, um, you know, we, we went through it the tricky way and... Cheltenham definitely had a spell in the second half where they really came at us. Um, Sarah had to pull off some great saves. There was definitely a camera saver in there, by the way, tipped over the bar. I was like, oh, yeah, she's done that one for the camera. Um, probably couldn't feel your fingers at that point either. So didn't realise the board touched you. <laughs> no, I didn't. I couldn't. <laughs> there we go. But um, And then Anna sort of finished it off and made the last sort of five minutes remaining a lot easier and a lot more comfortable for us on the bench. Um, but so, yeah, so it's, it was a great win and it feels good going into Christmas off the back of a win compared to last year. Yeah, definitely. And I want to bring you in, Sarah, actually, about those saves. Sorry that I didn't get it on camera. Probably at that stage, I was trying my best to just not do anything, trying to keep my hands warm as long as possible. And I looked up and, oh, OK, nice save. Well done, Sarah. Um, <laughs> I want to quickly get some insight on, on a player's point of view in terms of being like at half time. So 1-0 up, is, you know, it's very cold. What, what was... What do you do at half-time to try to get yourself warm, get yourself ready for the second half? Do you know it's going to be another 45 minutes in this weather? Um, for the truth, EK got a hairdryer, right? And we were hairdrying ourselves <laughs> to get warm. 
like that. <laughs> That's the truth. We were putting up our tops just to try and get some hot air, and it actually helped. To be fair, coming out into the second half, but after we've done that, it it felt good. But yeah, you just you just got to try and forget about it because I think if you think too much about that, then it takes your mind off like the job that you've got to do. But once you get out there and you start running around again, you soon you soon warm up. Yeah, because one bad thing I've done this before when I've been at a game is that I've gone to the toilet and I've actually put like hot water on my hands and never do that. That that kills you. So don't do that because it does. Um, we tried, so we what, tried the hand dryer in the toilets, but the hand dryer was like warm, so it weren't really <laughs> weren't really doing much. That's why we went to the hair dryer. Fair play. Like that insight. Love that insight. Um, quick thoughts, Sarah, then, on, on those saves. Because, yeah, Cheltenham came out and they put a lot of pressure on us. They had a few chances. I said you had that save. What can you remember of, of that like 15-minute period where Cheltenham were on top? Yeah, I think we were struggling to get out because it was so like windy and just so wet. And I think they were just throwing everything at us. So like it just shows that we can hold on and we can defend well and just ride the storm as such and come out stronger the other end. Yeah, Michael, I was actually in the stand um, where you guys were in the second half mm. and there was a few choice words, I have to say. Um, what was your thoughts on that that little period where Cheltenham were, yeah, we had to ride that storm, as, as Sarah said, and they had a few chances and they could have got that equaliser. Thankfully, they didn't because mm. a great save from Sarah and good defensive play from our defenders. Um, so, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was one of those. I mean, as I said, they they will take points off teams above them and we did well to ride it. I mean, it was one of those where, I mean, just getting to uh, in that spell, it was just you could. Uh, there's always that cynical part of my brain, which is like, yeah, they're going to level it. This is when it's going to happen. It's cold. It's miserable. We've got a long journey home. But, you know, a few camera saves. I mean, I think Sarah would have been very, very happy with the clean. Oh, is what it is. It's uh, ultimately... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll come back and ultimately when we play them again in the se- uh, next uh, time in the season, we'll know what we're up against. I'd like to think because ultimately the they didn't back down, and ultimately it was only until sort of Anna got the second goal about five minutes from the end. I mean, it, they still looked threatening. Yeah, it did. So, you, you completely stop talking, Michael. Carry on. You're saying some good stuff. Um, <laughs> that's, fine. that's fine. I don't um, want to take the shine off you, mate. And you know, nah, that's easy. To you do, are the goat. Very easy. Really easy to say that. Um, Blue. Let's talk about um, impact of the subs because, um, of course, we had to make an early change. Um, rest up, Summer Hughes. Of course, she had to come off injured with that. Uh, not great tackle, by the way. It was horrendous not tackle. Not it was so bad. I mean, how uh, that isn't a yellow or more. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to learn to become a ref and see how these they make these decisions because that was around this tackle. She yeah, got her ankle. Like... Yeah, she showed her ankle after, and she had these literally. Uh, it must have been a minute after the contact. She had this br- massive bruise where her stud, uh, the girl's studs had gone into her ankle, and she just jumps in. Oh, anyway, less said about that, the better, I think. Um, but yeah, forced into a change, and I think that maybe affected us slightly because we had a lot of momentum at that point um, and we were looking like we should score again um, but that sort of change shifts things um, it's not a like for like change in terms of Boz playing it right back then it's different to what Summer provides at right back um, so you have that shift and it's not planned um, maybe perhaps that changed things um, but then yeah, I think we we rid, uh, we rode the storm perfectly well. Uh, there were times where I was on the edge of my seat, but 
and at the end of the day, we came away from, with a clean sheet and a win. Um, I think it, me being a perfectionist, I'd like to see us go up three or four, four nil up in the first half, and then the game stead. We don't need to worry so much about them equalising or potentially taking points and stuff like that. But it's one to learn from, and I think all the girls are aware of how we could have played the first half better to make life easier in the second half for supporters, for us, for coaches, for everyone. Um, so one to work on. Definitely. And, and Sarah, you know, we killed a game off at the end there. Of course, Anna scoring the goal, you know, impact subs, as we mentioned, you know, Peskett coming on and assisting another goal. Um, I'm sure as a goalie, you're, you're pleased to, to see the action on the other side of the pitch. And um, what was your reaction when, when Anna did get that goal on our eighth for the season? I think it was relief as well, because obviously we knew we were under the pressure. So getting that two goal lead obviously takes some of that pressure away. But shout out to Pesk as well. I thought she was going to get her first goal back yeah. since she was back as well. But I think she even said she wasn't looking. She just hit it and then waited for everyone's reaction to see whether she had scored or not. It yeah, was close. It was, it was close. So close. Yeah. She had, yeah. Of course, had a few other shots that went wide and stuff like that. But yeah, it's good for her. Just, it's good to see some of our players actually having some shots outside the box. Um, and yeah, it was just good to see. Um, Michael, um, also a shout out to, of course, Zoe Barrett Baza making her first start since returning from injury as well, so which is good. Um, but as we said earlier, it was just that good that we got the win just before the Christmas break. This time last year, we were not very happy, we were deflated. Although we're going, we did go 12 games unbeaten in the league in our first ever season in tier three. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, though, we have got the win. Going into Christmas break, we all can enjoy our Christmases and New Year's with knowing we've got three points. Clean sheet for Sarah. Sarah, by the way, do you know yeah. how many clean sheets you've got in 46 games? This is a quiz question for you all. Have a little think. Listeners, have a think. In 46 games, how many clean sheets? 15. 15. That is, that is, that is, that's incorrect. <laughs> that I, know, I know Blue and Michael. That's that's, that's too low. That is Sarah. so low, Sarah. Too low. I'm going to die. <laughs> All right, twenty-three. Okay, okay, twenty-three. Blue, Michael, have a think. I have just given you advantage here of like Sarah's completely incorrect there. <laughs> I know you don't want to, you know, you know, give yourself too much of a um, ego there, but you got you got you got to back yourself as well. Is this in all comps? All, comps, all competitions. Yeah. So forty-six games. So you're getting close to your half a century, Sarah. I don't yeah. know when you're going to get that. Could be. Do you know what? Your half century could be actually the um, cup game, maybe. I, I, I don't know the fixtures. I am going to go 27. 27. Okay. I'm going to go 30. 30. I've got faith in you, Sarah. You know. Yeah, I think it might be higher. That's quite high. 29. Ooh, 29 what? in 46 games. So there I'll we go. That. I've so got another well stat, actually, Sarah. I've got another stat Ooh. for you. No. So in the league so far this season, you've conceded seven goals, which is actually the second best in the league record-wise. Only Oxford are beating us on that uh, department at the minute. So yeah, not bad. Not bad, not bad eh? Yeah, that's and right. I, and that was the opening it. two games as well. The opening two games, we conceded five goals, is it? <laughs> yeah. So since then, it's only been two. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Sorry, we're bringing that up on the uh, season review show later on. Um, but yeah, there we go. So it's a nice little stats there. Uh, but yeah, Michael, as we were saying, just good to end the year on a high. Everyone can enjoy mm. their Christmases. Oh, 100%. I mean, I was I had a chat with Joe on the way back, and he just said it's much more positive than this time last year, where again, I think it was after the January period, sort of external to the FA Cup, it was a bit intermittent at points, but ultimately, it's 
it's just a feel it's a feel good feeling going into the new year and just you know continue building on what's been built already to be honest definitely um i know we've got some shout outs to be made of course i'll coach journey home um sarah blue take it away you, you've got the shout outs you've got the info take it away do you want to show them actually sarah yeah if you're watching on video you'll see this little christmas present which is some little chocolates the shower gel to keep us fresh after these wet away games from our supporters group so we'd just like to say thanks yeah big thanks i think as um Gemma macon who uh, matt macon's uh, wife um i think she actually like designed it and put it all together so big up Gemma for that um and then blue i think one more shout out i think yeah shout out to connor bennett Hopefully he's listening um, from BBC Suffolk who bought us our rivals, our rivals, our rivals, our rivals. <laughs> no. But but I mean they did buy us chocolate, so you know, yeah, it's fine. you know, we'll allow it. Yeah, it's oh. fine. It's, it's healthy, healthy competition. We're um, we, we yeah. scratch his back, he scratches ours, and we you know we make sure we're yeah, not all treading on each other's toes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible <laughs> shoes, but yeah, good guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, big up Connor Bennett. Okay, then it's time now to focus on Sarah Michael even more now with 10 questions with feature. Um, Blue, we've switched up a few of the answers for both Sarah and Michael. Um, so the first question is pretty similar, but it's on a different way. So Sarah is for football, Michael is for life. Um, oh, what, what have I said there? Michael's for life. You're for life, Michael. <laughs> you're me, you're for life. Uh, there we go. There we go. But uh, Sarah, on, Russ. <laughs> Yes, yeah. So we are getting deep, first of all, though. We are getting deep. And um, now, Sarah, what is the one thing you've had to overcome in football? Um, that's quite a difficult one. Um, probably when I was at Liverpool, being told at the end of the season that I wasn't going to be the number one anymore. And they were going to get a girl in from America who was then going to be number one. So I kind of had to make the decision where I was going to like stick around or like move back down this way and then find a team back down here. So I obviously chose, I didn't want to, didn't want to hang around, just sit on a bench. So I like came back to Norwich and that's when I signed for Millwall. What's, um, by the way, I wanted to sort of add on to that question, um, which is just came up now about say Nina, Nina, of course, um, Mialo, she travels week in, week out and you know, she's, she can help you warm up as well. But what what sort of advice do you give her as a backup goalkeeper? And sometimes she is knowing she's not going to come on because you know yeah. only only time she'll probably come on is if an injury. Hopefully not. Fingers crossed. Her everything everything crossed. Um, but yeah, what what sort of advice do you give to a young keeper who is just going to be warming warming the bench? Which is yeah, it's what it is. What at the moment no, you can we, only one player can play in that one position. Yeah. No, we have a good relationship. To be fair, like she's she's always there for me. She'll she obviously helps with the warm up. She's always saying well done and stuff like that. So I just like to try and help her and train and give her advice and yeah, just like I'm just grateful that she's like happy to be the number two basically and just come along and help me out. Otherwise, I'd literally have no one to warm me up. So yeah, yeah. and the fact that we get on well helps as well. Definitely goalkeeper union and all that, and yeah, it's just a life of a goalie though, isn't it? Because there's only one player can play in that position. So if it's you, if it's her, yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. definitely, and she's still a young kid, so I'm sure she'll she'll grow in that. Yeah, even like the cup game when she played the other like a couple of weeks ago, yeah, like she stood her ground, she done well. So I'll just support her when she plays as much as she supports me when I play. Definitely love that, love that. Um, Michael, then. Getting deep now, my friend. <laughs> what is the one thing you've had to overcome in your life? I mean, how screamish are we? Because there's one thing oh. which... 
Um, little known fact that I, um, I've almost gone black, well, almost heavily lost my vision or worse. Um, had had to have a whole load of surgery when I was 16 and 18, long and short of it. Had to have my eye lenses completely rebuilt while I was awake, which was particularly unpleasant, especially the first one, which was eight hours. Uh, fortunately enough for the second loss of surgery, it was only an hour and a half, but yeah, that was. And that, uh, that really did sort of play into a lot of things because obviously when I was initially, when I first got the diagnosis, there was no real known cure that I was particularly aware of. I was basically told your vision is just going to get worse and worse. Um, then fortunately enough, a good couple of friends of ours worked for the NHS as eye consultants. They said, well, there's a surgery that's sort of just being piloted out. Would you consider going for it? And I was just like, well, yeah, but I mean, it's either that or, you know, or I don't really want to think about it. But uh, yeah, then equally, as I touched on earlier, the whole, uh, again, obviously nowhere near the levels of uh, Sarah. I mean, used to play in goal when I was younger. There are some people who come on here and say, oh, you know, I've, uh, I could have made it pro. Never the case with me. I was nowhere near that talented at all. Um, but I think initially I was told, don't play football again. You can't take any blows to the head. I then completely ignored this and got not. Someone was telling me something. So I got, I played four games, got knocked out in each from shots from close range. So, yeah, I think at that point, I kind of took the hint that football probably wasn't for me. Well, fair play. Fair play. Oh, getting really deep, Michael. So, current, so those eyes, right, you've got in your eyes now. That's, that's, not, that's not a thing, is it? Are they actually, are they, I don't know what that was. I don't know what that line was. Those eyes. Are, <laughs> What I'm trying to ask you now is, those are, are they actually your real eyes, or have you had to? You know, you know what I'm trying to ask you. It's is just that, the lens. It's just the, the lens. lens. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the lenses right? have been completely rebuilt, but yeah, it is more or less. Um, well, more or less as it was originally. Just the eye lenses have been uh, completely rebuilt from the ground up. And what's the recovery like from that surgery? Like, how, how do your eyes recover from that? Yeah. Um, I mean, initially, first, it's, it was different for both ones, because for the first one, the surgery was super new. It was a longer recovery time. That was best part of three to four months. And then obviously ongoing checkups. The second one, second one was meant to be a month and a half. But I, well, I mean, I was probably... Uh, probably like quite a, other, a lot of other people where when you're told you've got to be stay, you've got to stay in bed, you can't do anything. I wasn't having any of that. I ended right. up uh, sort of, uh, I think it was about three weeks for the second one. Not sure oh. if that was too early or not, but it was one of those. I just could, after a week of being like um, stuck in the house, I just couldn't take any more. Like, I just got, I just thought sod it, which was probably not, you know, particularly, particularly intelligent, but I can still see. So I guess it worked. <laughs> Definitely. I, I think for now on Blue, I'll let you take the serious questions because I just <laughs> my my question there. That was that was dreadful. I'm sorry. That was um, good, Ross. I liked it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I bring that's what I bring to this podcast. Just yeah, shambles, just shamblesness. Um but Blue, take it away. Next question for both of them. Okay. You've both got the same one here. So I'll let you both think about it. And then whoever pops up first and wants to say it first, go for it. What is your ideal meal? Our roast dinner, 100%. Okay, what roast are we going for here, though, Sarah? You've got to specify. Probably a bit of gammon. Oh, okay. Yeah, just something different. Some mm -hmm. roast potatoes, 
So Sprite's controversial, but I like a Sprite. Okay. Um, what else? A bit of broccoli, some carrots. Gravy. Pudding. Yes, definitely gravy. All over so that Yorkshire pudding goes soggy. You hearing that, Kieran? You hearing that, Kieran? <laughs> gravy. <laughs> yeah. And then a bit of stuffing if, if you like. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Stuffing as well. Yeah, nice. that's decent. Nice, nice. I like that. Yeah, you can't be a roast dinner. Currently now with the where Christmas around the corner every day is now roasting a day in it mm. um, yeah. I can't can't wait for this this week is just oh Ross was frozen this be, might yeah. be a little... oh, am I frozen yeah you're back, you're I'm, back. Like, I'm back you're am back. I yeah oh okay okay uh, uh, Michael um... over to you <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got to be honest, it's something that I've recently just tried, and it was a bit of a topic of discussion over the weekend, but I had a turkey wellington, and oh my god, that is probably one of the best things I've ever had. You know, a few veggies, a bit of gravy, a bit of cranberry sauce, oh, unbelievable. Once again, gravy. <laughs> no, no dry well, turkey wellington. I'm that Kieran's the only person who doesn't like gravy on things, you know, I'm... I'm no, Charlie own... Baxter, Charlie Baxter. When we really? had roast dinner at Plymouth, he didn't have gravy. I just looked at him what? and went, what are you doing? He just, very, very, very weird. So I just went, Charlie, go over there with Kieran. Just go over there with them. This is, we had a table full of people having loads of gravy. Joe was there. Nicola was there. Um, one of the physios was there. And Jack was there. And we're like, what are you doing? He, he was looking for ketchup. But, no. oh, just interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is the word. Um, okay, then. Move on from that. Roast dinner, Turkey Wellington, good, like that. Um, now it's time. Dream holidays. Sarah, where? I'm, I'm Michael, of course. Dream holiday. Where, where do you fancy going in the world? Um, I quite fancy the idea of Australia, just because it's got the nice beaches, it's got the hot weather. And it's just somewhere that's like all, always appealed to me to go there. Nice. It'd be cool to learn how to surf when it never gets surfing as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Michael. Solid. Um, I'd probably have to say Maldives. It just looks absolutely incredible. I know. I I feel that's like the generic Instagram thing, but I've got to be honest. It just looks incredible. Yeah, the rooms with the sort of steps down into the into the water. Yeah, yeah it does look good. It does look good. Save up your pennies, though. Save up your pennies. Yes. <laughs> A lot of money to go there. A lot of money to go there. <laughs> Australia, Australia is doable. So that's that's, that's yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but uh, good good options. I like that. Blue. I'm next. Up next, which other sports do you enjoy? Um, I like most sports. To be fair, um, probably since the London Bees game where we were sitting on the bench watching the F1. I've kind of grown into an F1 fan. Good, Sarah. Very uh, good from you. Yeah, um, I think Lucy O'Brien's probably the reason for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Speedway as well. I don't know if any of you have ever seen it. It's like where they're on bikes and they go around on like yeah. trail and dirt. So my family have always been into that. So yeah, I quite like watching that as well. Have you seen the Witches, the Itch Witch Witches ride? Yeah, but um, I'm a bit of a Kings Lynn fan. So that's like their <sighs> rival. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. But you, you, that's where that's where you're based, aren't you? So yeah, yeah. My sport, family have always team. yeah, my family have yeah. always gone to like watch them like, them ride. So yeah, after after that, Kingsland. 
Yeah. Little fun fact, by the way, I've actually been on the centre green to take pictures, and it is a bit scary actually because if they could easily crash on that green, yeah. I've actually seen a crash happen, and oh, yeah. the rider. But then the rider got up, like he crashed, and he's you know, and it is a very dangerous. They have no brakes. These people, no. it's, it's no. mad. It is mad. It's so, they put their life at risk every time they ride because it is, yeah. they are going so yeah. It's a crazy sport, but fair play to them. Yeah. Um, did lot, did you get go on us? No, go. Oh, uh, did you get pictures of the crash, or are you too worried yes. about? Now I got, I, yeah, I got, I got stuck in. You know, I got, I got, I got the, I got the picture. You're like, yeah, my life is worth this picture. <laughs> it is, it is. But no, big up them. And as Sarah mentioned earlier, there's a lot of Australian speedway riders as well. Like in Kings Lynn and the Itchwich Witches squad, yeah. there's it's probably a good three or four Australians. Um, yeah. So I don't know, I don't know why. Maybe Australians just love speedway. They love, love just. Yeah. It, to be fair, they are nuts, aren't they? They are nuts, yeah. as well and all that. But, uh, but yeah, I like that. But I never expect us to talk about speedway. Um, <laughs> we we used to do a speedway podcast on um, Kings of Anger on the the um, broadcast here, but uh, we don't do it anymore. But there we go. Uh, Michael, can you top bit of speedway, bit of Formula One? What's your see, sport? Uh, see, I think I'm going to have to go with F1. Since I've been traveling with you guys, I've really got into it and understood it. I mean, even during pre-season, spent a lot of time... Um, round at Kieran's, actually him teaching me how it actually all works. I still don't understand it, but it's a hell of a spectator sport. It really, really is. I don't care for it, to be honest, so whatever. <laughs> well, I, I, I know that, Rob. When myself and Kieran watching it, you know, I, I offered to buy you a drink, thought, you know, you might stay around, and you just went. No, I swear, don't, don't care. Favourite driver, Michael? a dangerous sport. Yeah, very dangerous. <laughs> Favourite driver, Michael? Do you have one? Oh, um, Ocon. I feel Ocon, that is rogue. I, that I is feel severe. I know, but the, the, I just think that if you go with the generic, the Hamiltons, you know, the whole, you know, regular lot who are usually, well, not so much uh, sort of this season, but previous years who are up there, I just, I think it's a bit boring. You want an underdog. You want someone okay. just to come in and just absolutely flip the script. Okay, fair enough. I don't think it will happen, but here's the hoping. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what you're talking about now. So uh, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, now, Sarah, Michael, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Uh, mine would be to fly. Just, I hate queuing. So just, uh, and I do a lot of traveling as well. So just to jump in, like, just be able to fly would be so much easier. You get, you get to Australia quick. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Doing that. Yeah. And cheap as well. How would you um involve that with your goalkeeping? How would that um, that'd help make saves, wouldn't it? I could like fly into the top corner and yeah like that, and like fly out to the ball if someone was coming to a one v one v one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You could also Practical. once you once you had the ball in your um like say you've got the ball in the box in your hands, you could then fly up yeah. and and then kick it from there. Or drop it, yeah, yeah. Be quite useful. What about you, Michael? But also, don't remember, don't get the ball out of the box. Yeah, yeah. So you got it's got to be in your box still. But yeah, Michael, carry on. I'm going to say telepathy, and the only reason for that is Ross. You're no longer telling me when you're doing your driving tests, and I I feel that you know it's something that we need to know, mainly because. uh, as you are aware of, eventually when you do pass, whenever that may be, you've got to take a drink for every time you've uh, attempted, let's say. 
and I need to know what that number is. As long as someone else is buying, Ross, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know me. You know me. I'm a cheap. I'm a cheap night out. So uh, any any free alcohol is, is is a plus for me. So um, thank you very much. But once again, Michael, you use it for other things as well. You use it for good, not not for me. You know, <laughs> you know use it for good. You know, once again, it needs it needs to be it needs to work in your favour as well. Not just you know to make sure I you know yeah. I mean, telepathy would really work from a business perspective. I mean, especially when you're negotiating, you'd love to, I mean, especially, you know, when inevitably I'm sorting out the next ITFC deal, knowing what's on offer would be, you know, really helpful um, <clears throat> with that in mind or knowing bluntly uh, what could potentially be asked for. I mean, I had some potentially, I, don't, I didn't think they were weird requests, but I think I'm the only sponsor to ask for extra track suits for the likes of Regan. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to good old Regan as well. Good old Regan. Yeah, well, of course, I'm our, our intern who does the videos and all that sort of stuff. So big up to him as always. Um, Balloon, next one. Next one. Okay, we've got we've we've got a split one here. So I'll ask you yours first, Sarah, and then Michael I'll come to you with a different one. Okay, so Sarah, if you were stuck on a desert island with three teammates, who would you choose to be with? Um, I'd say you. I would say pure intelligence. Yes. But after you said you only got two out of like sixteen in the quiz, I'm not sure. I know, I know. But I'll stick with you if you're intelligent, so like you could probably come up with ideas of how we could like survive and stuff. Yeah. Thank you for that, Sarah. Um, no probs. Plus you probably stick you for one of the answers, so they there you go. <laughs> um and probably Nina as well. Stick with the GK Union just because she's she's so funny. Like she could easily be the entertainment. Yeah. Then someone like Tash, who's quite strong, who could help bring like logs and help build like some shelter and stuff like that. So I'll go yeah, to you. Okay. Good squad. Just good squad. And Michael, go to you for yours. Um, what actor would play you in a movie about your life? Difficult <sighs> question, I think. Yeah, I mean, I always got told as a kid I looked like Will Ferrell when I was growing up. I have no idea if that's the case or not, but I think I'd have to say, and this is a bit of a weird shout, I'd probably say John Barrowman. He looks nothing like me, but as a kid, when I was watching him on TV, I thought he was the coolest guy guy ever. Okay, fair enough. I think Ross is now searching him up. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not at all. I can't picture him actually. Yeah, see, I've had to, I, I tried to had to picture him. Yeah, what's he done? He's a presenter as well. He does stuff, doesn't he? He's yeah, a torchwood and all that. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you were talking about John Goodman. For some reason, I was like, oh, he's gonna, he's going to be the one who plays you your old version, but that's, that's completely someone different. <laughs> um, but Sarah, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I've asked you we asked you this question, Blue, but Sarah, an add-on question: Who would what actress? You know, EK went a bit random. She actually did an actor. Uh, I think, what, what, she, did she say Will Ferrell? She said Will Ferrell, yeah. Indeed. Which, you know, there's no rules to this question, but... There isn't, no. But, uh, about your life, who, who do you want to play you? Oh, wow, I don't know. Um, God, that's a hard question. 
I'm not prepared for this question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I, once again, I've just, I've just, I've just thrown, I've just thrown it to you. Sorry about that. I haven't like prepped you for it, but uh, mm. that's what we do on this show. We uh, throw, yeah. Um, we can come back to it if you want. We can. Come yeah, back let me think about it. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Great. Um, uh, next question for both of you. What's on your bucket list of things you want to achieve? Um, not necessarily achieve, but to like do, like to do a bit of skydiving, like jump up a plane. I think that'd be a really cool experience. Although the thought of that scares me, but apparently it's like it's amazing. Like when you jump out and you can like the first view and everything is pretty cool. So that'd be pretty cool to do that. Apparently, it's addictive skydiving. Quite a lot Isn't of it? people, yeah, a lot of people find it addictive. That adrenaline rush of yeah. jumping and then oh. I'm not sure it's for me, but yeah, like the thought of the thought of actually jumping out of the plane scares me. But I think once you're out, I think it'd be pretty. Yeah. Pretty Michael, nothing quite as terrifying as that. I mean, the idea of just seeing the grounds just coming like really fast at me, and uh, hoping my parachute's actually been set up correctly <laughs> would absolutely terrify me. Um, I mean, it's something that I'm trying to do at the moment where. I, can't, I think it might have been you, Blue, um, during pre-season, put a uh, picture on Instagram saying, can Red Bull please sponsor us? And Kieran's basically put a bet on that if anyone can do it, it's me. I did get in contact with someone from Red Bull about a potential hookup. It's gone a bit quiet, but I'm hoping. Because at the moment, obviously, I think the only thing I bring to the team on an away trip is just a sheer number of Red Bulls. I think that's it. <laughs> Out of my Mike, own money, I really was to stress that that's not a company expense. <laughs> now, Michael, so in your, in anything in life on your bucket list is to be sponsored by Red Bull, that's, uh... or to get that sorted out for Ipswich. I mean, I've, I don't know. I mean, be selfless, really mate. Be selfless. That yeah, that, that's, that's your that's your good answer. Now we want like one for yourself. <laughs> yes, one for myself. Oh. So I'm. I don't really know. Well, I mean, skydiving is scary, but I'd imagine like the buzz you'd get off the end of it would be absolutely incredible. I'd love to go deep sea diving, like as deep as you can possibly go. But as I understand, you need so much training for that. But I'd love to do that. Good. Nice. That's a better answer. That's a better answer, Mark. That's what we're looking for. Those sort of answers. <laughs> Not the other one. Not the other one. Uh, but like it. Blue, over to you. Over to me. Okay, so both of you for this one. What is the one item you can't live without? My car, definitely. I think I'd be lost without, without a car. So I'll stick with, stick with that. Nice practical. I'm going to have to join you on that. I would be so lost without mine. Absolutely just horrendously lost. No comment. Um... <laughs> I wasn't even a dig at you, Ross. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Michael, but yeah, it's what it is. Um, but yeah, once again, always got to be a practical one item, isn't it? You know, at the moment, as as everyone knows, it's moisturizer for me. But when I do learn how to drive, I'm sure a car will be up there because, um, yeah, I've been told is yeah very useful to get to places. <laughs> so so there we go. Um, but well done, being practical once again, like that. Um, okay, then the final question before the big question, where we're going to find out if. 
Sarah and Blue will be Sarah and Michael allowed on the pod again. We'll see. Um, but before that, uh, what is the song you've got on repeat at the moment? It's got to be a Christmas song, hasn't it, at the minute because of the Christmas True. Christmas season. So I'll go for the Pogues. I love a bit of the Pogues. Michael. So I'm not really one for Christmas music. Like I get, I can understand, you know, at a party or whatever, great, but. If I'm just driving along, it's usually, I mean, you know my music taste, Ross. It's not the greatest, as I've been told. But I'd say at the minute, on repeat, I've got Are You Entertained by Russ and Ed Sheeran on loop. Absolutely love that song. Fair play. And by the way, some insight on the um, coach home from the Colchester to Ipswich route, because we we do drop-offs. There was Christmas, what, what do you call them? Christmas... What? No, it's not Christmas songs, but they're Christmas um, nativity or... Oh, yes, nativity. The movies. The yeah. songs from the movies where the kids are singing it. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to lie, Ross. I had my headphones on full blast yeah. blocking it out. <laughs> yeah, that was after like three and a half hours, four hours on a coach, and that, that was like the last bit of songs that were being played. <laughs> I, I think you're on still on the coach at that point, weren't you, Sarah? No, I think um, I, was, I got off at Colchester, so I think. Okay, I was, okay, okay. So it's just me and Blue, and yeah, whoever yeah. was left on that, that was, it was painful. Um, I can imagine Laugh was probably the ringleader for that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, she was. <laughs> she was indeed. She was indeed. Um, nativity, was... nativity, though the movies, great movies. They're, yeah. they're up there for me. Christmas it's like movies. Holy Night. Like it's Holy Night got played. I swear, and there was I don't know what was another songs. Oh yeah, holy night! Oh, just oh, Jesus! <laughs> Literally, wow. uh, yeah, that was interesting. But then I remember there was one away game when we were getting to a game, weren't there? Like another, like Laugh played some other random music before fucking away trip. I yeah, I think it's we do work where we pick like three songs and she'll put them all in a playlist, and then we've got a guest who's picked that song. We've done that a couple of times. Yeah. Also, we've had nursery rhymes played before, like and just <laughs> some weird, some weird choice of music. But yeah, it's what it is. But there we go. Um, okay, then blue. Let's the bring it one. home. The big yeah. one. So we all know what's coming. Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? No. You mad? Why on Sarah? Oh, my absolutely God. yes. If okay, we've got split. Split decision here. Well, Sarah, you're welcome back. Michael, <laughs> it's been a pleasure, mate. See you later. When um, pineapple pieces are getting picked off and just like left on the side, they're not getting eaten. There you go. Mike, what's, is... what, what's, what's your answer behind it then? What's, what, why Why do you. Once again, are you I'm... doing the. It isn't your first choice, but I'll, you'll have it. But yeah, what, what, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Anything other than a pepperoni isn't like isn't acceptable in my mind. But if it's there, I will eat. I will happily have it. But I just think that. I mean, aren't, I'm probably going to say something totally stupid here. But aren't like tomatoes classed as a fruit? And then people go, yeah, "Oh, you can't yeah, have fruit on yeah, pizza." Like, different food. I don't get it's that different. argument. It's different. It's different. You know, How is it different, uh, Ross? Tell me. Explain. Because tomatoes are not like sweet, sweet, are they? Pineapple, like once again, you wouldn't put like a tomato in a fruit salad, right? Would you? <laughs> Good, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You you, so wouldn't. there we go. Fair point. <laughs> like you know, like or um, you put sometimes you put fruit with like a dessert. You're not putting tomato with dessert, are you? 
So it's unlikely. Like you won't put much pineapple on other meals, you know, like proper like cooked meals, will you? So sometimes you have gammon and pineapple. Yeah, Sarah, are you having pineapple with your gammon? I'd still just pick it off and leave it onto the side. On the side. Well done. <laughs> In that circumstance, I would probably agree, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm not helping myself yeah. out here. No. Well, once again, we'll have to go look back, Blue. Actually, now because we are losing count, we I are. think it is still fifty-fifty. I think. Um, we'll go with that. It makes it more entertaining. 50-50, yeah, <laughs> very entertaining. But from this point forward, every guest we are going to calculate it up because we I need to know by the end of the season all the guests we have. We need to know outright winner because it is a a topic on every podcast. Every conversation is pineapple pizza and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, no, great. A great 10 questions with, a good answers from both Sarah and Michael. Um, now we'll get into the podcast with summing up 2022 in your own words. Um, so me and Blue have done a review show, which will go out after this, of course. We've also got a big quiz with good old K-Dog actually live at the hotel in Cheltenham. Um, so look out for that when that goes out. Um, but to sum up 2022 as a whole, Sarah... You know, it's been a one hell of a year for the team. Um, how would you sum that up? I think it's been a pretty crazy year, I think. I think it had the potential to deliver so much more than what it did. And I think the disappointing end to last season probably carried on to the beginning of this season. But I think we've now got past that and hopefully we're, we're on and up where we can get some more positive results and get another good run in the cup and hopefully start climbing up the league. Definitely. Michael, um, as a sponsor, as a supporter, of course, the crowds are getting bigger. You know, Euros, mm. you know, was massive in, in the summer. Um, and sponsorship, I'm sure, has grown more and more. More competition for you to battle off. Now, I'm sponsoring this, <laughs> mate. Get out of the way. But yeah, how, how's it been 2022 as a well? whole? I mean, on the footballing side, I'll agree with Sarah. I mean, last season may have been a bit disappointing, but that will quickly be forgotten if this season ends the way we all want it to. Um, I think the Euros have certainly helped. I mean, I think, and I hope Sarah remembers this, but we met up in pre-season when the gloves were delivered and I made a couple of predictions. One of them that England would win the Euros. It happened. And that a certain goalie would get a golden glove during the Euros. It happened. I mean, I, that was part of my thinking when we were sort of sorting out the sponsorship for this season. But ultimately, I just thought it was one of those where having to explain it to others I work with, but I actually really had to think about it in a way that I wouldn't anything else. Cause I knew in my, I knew in my head, it's like, yeah, this is going to be brilliant. This is going to really work for us. But then sort of trying to put it in non-emotional terms to those I work with and explaining why you almost have to hold on. I have to actually think about this slightly more and put it in terms of other than just come and watch and you'll understand it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Ross, you're muted. God's sake. Shambles of a man. Once Rookie. once again, it's because my laptop is just exploding. You know, it's just my fan is just like a hoover. So I'd rather let I guess have a free flow and chat while I mute myself, but I just didn't unmute myself quick enough. Um but no, great to hear, Michael. Um Blue, we're gonna do a review show, but for this pod, sum up twenty twenty two as a whole as well. Um, I think it's been a year of building and rebuilding and then building again and then rebuilding again. Um, yeah, it's it's been tricky. I think it's been really tricky. Um, 
I think we all know we've got a young squad and this is their first sort of taste of competitive football and what actually senior football's like and what it takes to get promoted and what what it takes to be successful and um, we might lose people on the way or we might gain a few so it's it's really difficult and I think um, a lot of people in our team have grown up over the over this year and learned a lot um, but when it comes down to it I think this season we'll be we'll be doing everything we can and fighting to to try and make last season's sort of almost failure into into a positive so yeah fingers crossed yeah definitely um well what a show it's been sarah michael blue um any other business as always uh starting off for you michael anything else you want to mention before you make your leave no nothing particularly just uh i guess a, a huge i mean obviously as a new sponsor i just thank you to everyone who's just been so supportive and has bought into me and bought into John Fowler's. So again, hugely, hugely thankful because I mean, I don't want to say how much we've um, put in, but it was a figure that initially I wasn't, I wasn't expecting ends up being a little bit more, but it's been fantastic and I can't be any more thankful. Really can't be. Oh, we're touched. We're touched by those great words there, Michael. Well done. Uh, like, love that. Um, and Sarah, any other business? Um, I want to mention, of course, this is your second season at the club. Uh, how, how has the second season been so far? And yeah, any other business? Yeah, it's been good. It's been really enjoyable. As we were saying before, I'm nearly at half a century. So hopefully that will come up soon. And yeah, we can push on for a successful season. And just thanks to our supporters and happy Christmas and happy New Year to them as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, Blues, take it away then to outro the pod. This is before Christmas. So, of course, uh, for me, Merry Christmas and uh, bring and look forward to the last pod of 2022. Of course, we've got big review show, big quiz. Me and Blue go head to head. So um, look out for that. But yeah, Blue, take it away. Firstly, thanks, Sarah and Michael, for joining us. It's been great to have two guests on, bounce ideas off. Um, So, yeah, thanks a lot for your time. As always, Ross, co-host slash real host. Um, I'm not taking it away from you. I don't want it. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. If you don't catch us on the review, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll catch you in general.